There are little trash cans if you want to get rid of those cups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of announcements of ways uh, to get plugged in. Uh, so locally, we are planning on launching an alpha class. And if you've never heard of that, it's, it's, uh, it was developed in in the UK, and it's basically just like questions that people would have about God, about life, about heaven. And it's, uh, the format is you get together, you have a meal, you have a little, you know, presentation or conversation starter, and then it's discussion. So it, the design is relational and, you know, maybe what happened around the table with Jesus. Right. So that's one of the things that we are planning on uh, starting here. Um, so you can watch our uh, Facebook page, um, or you can watch our website, uh, omahavineyard.org, for details about that. Regionally, in November is the More Love, More Power conference. That's uh, getting into the works of the Holy Spirit. You know, where you know, we know that God loves us and other people, and we can partner with Him to uh, demonstrate that love through words of encouragement, through healing. So that's in November, and I think that's in Urbana, like central Illinois. Do we have? We don't have that yet. Okay. All right. We don't have anything. Okay. We're a little behind, but that's okay. And then nationally, uh, the uh, Vineyard USA National Conference is in Phoenix in October, and that's called The Way On. Um, at, the, at that level, at the, at the national level, there's been a lot of changes. And um, as a movement, we're trying to figure out, okay, what is The Way On? What, you know, how, uh, do we, will what we've been doing get us where we're going, or has it just gotten us here, and, and where are we going, and what's going to take us there, that kind of thing. So those are ways to get plugged into what um, is, is going on in the, in the vineyard movement. Um, <clears throat> we do have a couple of offering boxes. There are, are also uh, non-contact offering options. If you go to um, omahavineyard.org, there's a giving link on there. We also have an app in the Church Center app. Find Omaha Vineyard Church. Make that your church. There's a giving button in there, and that's a way that you can give to your local church as well. So <clears throat> one of the things that I found out just this weekend um, is that the U.S. Marine who was killed in Afghanistan, one of the 13, that went to Millard South High School was the boyfriend of our neighbor, the girl that was across the street from us with her parents. Uh, all of a sudden, like these, like these full-size flags ended up in their yard, and I was like, what's, what's that all about? 
and she said, yeah, my boyfriend was killed in Afghanistan. And, I don't, and we were talking about how you, you don't expect stuff like that to, to hit this close, right? Um, but it's a good reminder that, yeah, people are, are being affected by unrest that's happening in the world. And one of the things that, that we did last week um, before I know about this, we were, is that we were corporately lifting up in prayer the areas of our world that we're aware of that are not the way we would want them to be, right? You know, the, the hurricane that hit the Northeast, the, was it an earthquake that hit Haiti? And then what's happening in Afghanistan? So let's just take a moment. If you feel comfortable speaking out loud, you're welcome to. Um, I'll start. I'll wait till it gets uncomfortable, and then, and then I'll finish. <laughs> hmm. Lord, I'm, rem I'm reminded of, uh, uh, I think, a video I saw where a little girl was just crying. And her daddy was like, what's wrong? And she said, I don't know. Oh, to be that innocent again where we don't know, but we do know. There's lots of things that we don't like about what's happening in our own relationships, let alone what's happening in other parts of the world that we cannot even comprehend. Lord, we, we left up to you the people of Haiti. We, we would love to see resources be put in the right hands. Lord, we lift up the, the people of Afghanistan. We would love to see peace and brotherhood. Lord, we lift up the, the Northeast getting hit by Ida. One of the things that bothers me, Lord, is when we hear about people taking advantage of aid that comes to places. So, Lord, I just pray against you know, graft and and um, the kind of things that would steal help from those who need it. I just pray that you would confound the enemy's plans. Lord, and that people would experience your your love through the meeting of their their needs.
Lord, thank you that we are able to come to you directly and tell you what we would like. I think of the words that um, don't grow weary in doing good. And Lord, as we think about these people that are experiencing um, really tough days, Lord, may we be open to you and, and what you may be inviting us to do where we can. And that your people all over the world are doing the same. May people be drawn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. There we go. Okay. Oh, sure thing. All the button there. Yeah. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for worshiping with us and praying with us. Um, the the little series we're just starting today is called Faith is spelled R I S K, and that's a um, a saying that John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement came up with, um, <clears throat> and today we're going to look at, at that as a motto for the kingdom life. Um, it can be real easy and real tempting, and, and maybe we can see it if we squint when we look at <laughs> certain people. It's, it's easy to, to, to just, hey, I know, I know, I know it. And you should know it too, right? But knowing isn't isn't um, isn't what we're called to by the Father. He wants us to know Him, and He knows us. But there's there's more to there's more to the kingdom life than just you know knowing stuff. Um, so some of this I'm going to read from a little booklet that the, the Vineyard put out. So John Wimber believed what the early Christians believed, that Jesus did not come to just do all the works of the kingdom himself. If Jesus healed the sick, then we could learn to heal the sick. If Jesus heard the Father speak to him, then we could learn to hear the Father speak to us. Faith is about belief in action. So, I, I know this is, you've probably seen it a hundred times. We'll do the old put your faith in the chair model, right? So, we actually had um, somebody come and we've got lots of chairs. So, somebody was looking for chairs and I had some folding chairs and they're like, oh, we wanted the, 
the ones with the metal frame. He wanted the stronger ones. And if if you've ever played, you know, like youth group games when you're running and sitting real fast, these things can can get a little beat up. But I can say, yeah, I I I believe that that chair will hold me, right? I believe it. But if I don't sit in it, I'm not putting my faith in the chair, right? I'm not, I'm not taking any risk. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that chair has held me in the past. But unless I'm willing to take the risk of putting my full weight on the chair... My faith is without action. And this motto for kingdom life that faith is spelled R-I-S-K invites us to follow Jesus in obedience to put our faith in action. And again, here's a little something from the booklet. What was John Wimber trying to communicate by connecting the words faith and risk to the church of his day and ours? He was trying to communicate that if you want to see God do miraculous things through ordinary people like you and I, you're going to have to practice going out on a limb, taking leaps of faith and diving in head first. There are times when I will see somebody, you know, with an arm in a sling or a limp, and I'll just go up to them and ask them if I can pray for them. And then there's other times when I see people with an arm in a sling or with a limp, and I think, should I pray for them? And then I chicken, <laughs> I chicken out! And I don't like that. We, when, when we are in those moments, right, we stand between the profound and the practical. I, I have read and I've seen and I've even experienced God do miraculous things. I've read about you know, it happening, I've watched it happen, I've experienced it happen. And still, unless I'm willing to dive in, I'm not experiencing faith in action. If I'm going to be an apprentice of Jesus, I need to learn to do what Jesus is doing and then do it in the middle of everyday life as I know it. So here's our Bible verse for today. <laughs> Mark uh, 6, verses 7 through 13. And so Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. 
and he told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Jesus followed God's plan for his life. And apparently, God's plan for his life was not to do it all himself, but to teach others to do it and to send them to do it and to risk trusting them to do it. And that's the same with us. There's an invitation when we say yes to Jesus, to put our faith in action, to step out in faith to not only believe what the Bible says, but to practice it. Um, one of the um, vineyard pastors, I think he's in Canada, uh, Brian Blount, he wrote this book, um, Putting Jesus on Display with Love and Power. Is that the right word? Yeah. Love and Power. And he talks about the um, proclamation and demonstration. And sometimes it's demonstration and proclamation, right? We, we see that, we see a lot of demonstration and proclamation, like a power, a wonder occurs. And then they're like, what's going on? And, and then they get to explain. It's Jesus. So I'm going to read a little bit. Here's an example of what a demonstration of, and proclamation of the gospel might look like. During a recent trip, I picked up my brand new suitcase from baggage claim and saw that the zippers had popped off. Thankfully, none of my belongings were damaged, but the suitcase was destroyed. I'd packed a small fold-up duffel bag just in case something happened, and I transferred all my belongings to the duffel. I'd recently purchased a suitcase on Amazon, and I did not know how I was going to pr uh, process submitting a refund request online and mailing the busted suitcase back. That was virtually impossible since I was far from home. But I did not want to bring the broken suitcase home on an airplane, so I searched for a phone number I could use to actually call someone and figure out a solution. As I picked up the phone, I thought, I wonder if this is going to be a divine setup. I knew Jesus' mission was to heal the wounded and set the captives free, and I knew that the same Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus was also in me. I just did not know what, was, what that had to do with my broken luggage, but I was willing to find out. A representative named Nicole answered my call, and I explained the situation to her. As I talked with her on the phone, again, the question resonated in the back of my mind. Does Jesus want to do something with this person while I have her on the phone? Nicole kept apologizing because she was coughing and clearing her throat. She said she had a cold, so I thought to myself, 
I'll see if she will let me pray for her before we get off this call. As I was thinking that, I had three impressions about issues she was having in her body in addition to her cold. During one of the waiting pauses that inevitably happened during customer service calls, I said, Nicole, do you happen to have these three conditions? Have you been having migraine headaches, a problem with your neck down into your shoulder, and an issue with your back? Nicole freaked out and said, how did you know? You're weirding me out here and giving me goosebumps. I asked her what her pain level was on a scale from 0 to 10, and she said it was 5, but if she moved a certain way, it went up to 7. And then I told her, sometimes I get pictures and impressions for people. I didn't know about the conditions in your body, but Jesus did, and I believe he wants to heal you. This is like bold stuff. But this is the stuff you read about, and you're like, what if, do we have the audacity to ask, what if? What if we could experience that? What if those around us could experience this? Let's see. I didn't know. He wants to. I'm going to pray for you in all this pain. And this is the boldness of this guy. But I think he, he does this more often than I do. I'm going to pray for you and all this pain is going to leave. And the cold in your chest is going to go. And then I just started praying, speaking to the pain and the pressure in her chest and telling them to leave. I told her, you're going to feel the presence of God come through your body right now. Oh my gosh, I can feel that! Nicole started freaking out again. <laughs> What's going on? She asked me. I asked her for an update on her pain level. And she said, it's literally almost gone. Just a little bit more. So I prayed again. Oh my gosh, my throat was killing me and now the pain is completely gone, she told me. The pressure in my chest left too. I noticed that Nicole was not coughing any longer. All the pain had left her neck and back, and she kept asking with astonishment, what's happening to me? I explained that Jesus was the one touching her body, and I told her, this is what Jesus does. He heals the sick. And then I said, Nicole, let me ask you a question. If Jesus was knocking at the door of your heart, would you open it or ignore it? Oh, I would open that door. I think he's knocking at the door of your heart right now. Wouldn't you agree, I asked? Yes, she exclaimed. Would you like to give your heart to Jesus? Yes, I want to give my heart to Jesus, said Nicole. I prayed over the phone as she gave her life to the Lord. I asked God to come and touch her more with his presence. As we prayed, Nicole said she felt a warmth and presence come all through her body. What in the world is this, she asked. This is the love of Jesus, I answered. God has come near you. You know, I think my bag breaking was a divine setup. I would give a million bags if it meant that you encountered Jesus. She said, I hate to say this, but I'm glad your bag broke. You don't know how much I needed this. This last year has been so hard for me. Nicole, Jesus knew that, I replied. He loves you, and he'll let my bag break so that your body can be healed and your heart will be open to him. She was doing her best to hold back tears, and she kept exclaiming, I can't believe this. This is so unreal. I have goosebumps all over, and I feel that heat all over, too. The kingdom of God is always at hand, even if your luggage gets destroyed. 
You never know where the kingdom will break in. Jesus is always on mission. And the Holy Spirit is still empowering people today. All we have to do is partner with Jesus in his ministry. We want to see that happen. We want to we don't want to just believe it. We want to risk it. We want to put our faith into action that yes, God is alive and yes, he still heals today and yes, he's willing to let our luggage get destroyed to draw somebody near to him. And one of the things that we get to do when we gather is we learn it together. And we have this saying in the, in the Vineyard Church that everyone gets to play, that it's not for a certain age or gender or color or disposition or whatever. God is always near to us. And he's always near to everyone. I met a guy at a men's retreat, and he was talking about, he was talking to a a co-worker of his who has had, he's not interested in God at all. And he was explaining to him, you have as much access to God and his forgiveness and his power as I do. Just because I, you know, get inside of a church <laughs> every once in a while doesn't, doesn't change how close he is, how near he is. And he said that that guy was like, wow, I never would have expected to hear something like that from a Christian. I wish we could just get out of God's way. <laughs> Let him show himself to others. But God wants us to be involved. He invites us to not only receive, but also to be the conduit to which somebody experiences his grace and his goodness and his power. So one of the things we're going to do today is um, if you're familiar with the vineyard, there is something that we call the five-step prayer model. And it's, it's how we learn together to, like um, Jesus did, we, we learn to pray for the sick, for them to be healed. Um, and I don't know if I, did I put the, no. All right, I'll just read them then. So, Number one is the interview. It's an opportunity to listen as we assess the person's need. Um, you know, we, the questions you know, can be, how can I pray for you? Where does it hurt? Um, it's not a medical interview. And, and what, we, uh, what our experience has been is, so last week we talked about Paul is shipwrecked 
on the island of Malta. And the chief official on the island is named Publius. And he's, you know, treating them well and having them stay with him. But his, his father is sick. He's got fever and dysentery. And what Paul does is he lays his hand on the man and prays for him. And the man is healed. Well, we want to be sensitive, right? So if we are going to pray for someone, we want to ask, you know, can I put my hand on your shoulder, right? And usually if the pain is somewhere, I'll, I'll ask them, will you put, put your hand where the pain is, you know, so we're not, you know, making people uncomfortable. All right, number two, the diagnosis. <clears throat> and the question could be, why this? person have this condition, um, identifying the underlying issue you sense God is inviting you to pray for. It could be physical, emotional, relational, or otherwise. And, and again, we do this in partnership with, with God, right? We're not unlocking something that we get to do. We're simply we're, we're putting our faith in action, taking a risk to step into, I believe God is good, and I believe he wants to heal you, and I'm willing to be part of that. Number three, handy-dandy little printed bookmarks, if you want, <laughs> if you want them. We'll, we'll have to print out more. Um, <clears throat> number three, what kind of prayer is needed to help this person? You can also ask the Lord, and I never thought of this, and so I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm learning as, as we're teaching here. Lord, what do you want to heal right now? And then we get to operate in intercession, right, um, where we would pray on behalf of somebody. And like we saw from uh, um, Brian Blount's you know, chapter, he was, he was telling, he was commanding the pressure to leave, so there can be commanding prayer, uh, proclamation. Uh, there can be rebuke. There can be agreement. I agree with, you know, here we see with the Lord, um, you know, making promises. I agree with that. Number four, prayer engagement. How effective are our prayers right now? So move into prayer, laying hands on the person respectfully and by invitation, and asking further interview questions as necessary. Just remember that um, that time when Jesus was praying for somebody who was blind, and he like spit in the dirt and he made mud and he put mud on the guy's eye and he says, "Can you see?" And and the response is, "I see people walking around like trees." So he was starting to see, but he couldn't see in full. And 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 that's kind of our model, right? When we're praying somebody, and we saw that in the Brian Blount. Uh, um, one before, right? On a scale of one to ten, what's your pain? Oh, it's it's five. And then he checks in with her. How's that pain now? It's almost gone. Well, let's keep praying, and and then we see stuff happen. So we're not looking to check off a box. We are looking to engage in. To listen to the Lord, listen to the person, and engage with them, and possibly pray again for them, right? 
because it's not on us. We can't really fail unless we bail. Pipes match up with T-shirt. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> it, it really is the spirits. He's gonna. He's gonna do the healing. So if we need to pray again, yeah, do that. And then number five is the post prayer direction. Um, so here, here's what it says, and I'll be honest. This makes me a little uncomfortable. What should this person do to remain healed? Or what should this person do if he was not healed? Um, offer some simple direction to the person who has who has prayed for. Encourage the person to nurture a deep relationship with God, to stay in the scriptures, to remain fellowship, and to turn away from sin. I guess this would be similar to you know Jesus telling People go and sin no more. If a healing occurred, encourage him or her to get confirmation from a medical professional and then encourage them to document what God did. So let's practice. Would anyone like to receive prayer this morning? Yeah? Would you come up here? Which shoulder? shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Yeah. I got it. All right, number one. <laughs> so um, tell me about your pain in your shoulder. Well, it's pretty consistent off and on. Um, sometimes it shows up in Oh, okay. So might be stress-related. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, you know, get into prayer, but I'm going to be asking the Lord about what might be the source of stress and, you know, what, what he might want to say about it. So, Lord, we, we, um, we come to you. Liz is experiencing pain in her, in her shoulder, and um, she says it, it flares up when, when she has stress. So, Lord, I, I, I'm going to pray for peace. Um, I pray for the, the, the knots in her shoulder to um, come undone. Lord, the muscles and the, and the tendons and the apparatus in her shoulder, Lord, would, would um, go from being um, tight and, and strained to soft and strong. Uh, Lord, the blood would flow easily. Um, through that part of her body. Can I ask you, um, is there something that that is causing you stress? Yeah? Hmm. Okay. I uh, w- w- would it be correct to say that you you want to do a good job 
Yeah. Well, Lord, we, we pray into that, Lord, that, that Liz wants to do a good job. And she, she gets curveballs thrown at her, roadblocks thrown up in front of her. Um, what do you have to say about that, Lord? Lord, it, I know it's, it's tough to um, have joy or rejoice when we have things that we're not happy about, but your word says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thanks for the reminder because we can stop listening after the first one, but you repeat yourself. Um, are you sensing anything as you're praying? In your shoulder, or? No. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll keep praying. We like progress. Heavenly Father, we can. Uh, we ask you to come, uh, um, manifest your, your, um, your Father's heart of love and acceptance of Liz as she is, uh, regardless of what her life can achieve by relaxing that shoulder, Lord God. We ask you to come in power, Holy Spirit, and almost got this, I feel like I got this image of like uh, like a, a wave, like like you're in water, and it's deep enough that you know the, the waves are kind of lifting you up. Um, does that mean anything to you? No. No. Okay. We try, right? Sometimes we don't understand <laughs> what we're seeing. Hmm. Well, good. Yeah. Mm. I can see how that would add to stress. Yeah. Mm. Let me pray into that, okay? Heavenly Father, um, 
we like to get into um, patterns, and this job requires some flexibility. Um, Lord, we just ask that as Liv is asked to adjust to, to different things, Lord, that um, you would just be her anchor and that she would be reminded and that she would um, choose to relax in you, that you are there, your hand holds her, and she can face things um, that are different and that could be stressful, but she puts her faith in you. How's your shoulder now? Tighter. Mm. Does it stress you out to, to think about relaxing? <laughs> or I just don't want not knowing what's going to happen. Sure. All right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if what the Lord wants to do is get at that that place in your heart where you you are really uncomfortable not knowing. And he he is inviting you to be open um, and to take his hand. Um, does that make sense? So, Lord, oh. mm. mm-hmm. mm. so what speaks to you, because he knows you better than maybe even I do, and uh, that he gives you something to a standard to, to set your eyes on, right? We have the, the cross as a symbol of Jesus being lifted up that we could look on, on that and put our faith in him and and um, have eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something that the Lord can bring to your mind that would be a, a way to... Um, kind of give in to him rather than into the enemy. So, Heavenly Father, we ask you right now um, to... Hmm, Lord, I, you know what? I'm just going to pray that you would just flood her heart with your peace. And those areas that she 
wants to feel in control of, Lord, that you would just give her that peace that passes understanding that she can take the risk to trust you with. And what, what might she be able to um, see or say as, uh, um, as an exercise in faith, in putting her belief in action, that you are everywhere, you know what's going on, you got a plan, and you love her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that I've been introduced to recently in the last couple of years is, is, you know, when we feel resistance, sometimes that's where the Lord wants to work on us. And I'm sensing some resistance. <laughs> So let's do this. <clears throat> I ask you to open your hands like you're going to receive a gift. There you go. Heavenly Father, in this position that Liz is in, she is less likely to be able to keep something that you want to take away from her. And she's more likely to be able to receive something that you want to give to her. So Lord, in, in this um, area where you know, we we understand there's a tightness in her shoulder and it's connected to stress in her life that comes from lots of changes and, and a discomfort in not knowing what's going to happen. We don't get to know what's going to happen, but you do, Lord. Can we put our faith in you? Can we trust you? So, Lord, I, I, I just pray for um, a greater gift of faith and of peace 
that Liz would find opportunities and ways to put her faith in you and trust in you. To be reminded that you have a plan and you are at work. And that your desire for her is to not be stressed and in pain, but to be loved. So, um, have you been seeing anything? You're getting sleepy. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to guess at what that means. But All right. Would you feel comfortable praying for somebody else? Does anybody else want to receive prayer this morning? Yeah? Would you? Just thinking, like, yeah, that's, you know, how many we said <laughs> who's having that? All right. All right. So, do you do you want to look at this the five step prayer model? Stay, stay on course. She she knows it. All right. So, this is what we do, right? We pray for somebody. What you have received, freely freely give.
Wow, that's powerful. I want to ask if, if that word ordained, um, if you have any response to that, or what, how does that make you feel? It's interesting how how our bodies and our spirits are all connected, right? That we could have issues in our hearts and in our minds, and it manifests in our physical bodies. Hmm. That's great.
Good. Yeah, so in both of these cases, I think the the post prayer direction would would be to continue to yeah find ways to give things to the Lord that you know make you stress and make you not want to trust and just practice you know those promises that that God is for us and not against us and he's got a plan and yeah well thank you both and uh, you know if, if 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 you didn't want to come up front but but you would like prayer we want to do that so we'll we'll have some open kind of ministry time but I want to pronounce our blessing and then if you need to get going lunch lunch is getting closer <laughs> lunch time so, <clears throat> Omaha Vineyard Church, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the, the presence of his glory, blameless, and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.